Welcome to an all new episode of Take It Home. I am one of your hosts, Zach Hilton, and joining me today is, as always, Jay Steele, baby, back once again. I missed last week. I apologize for that. I'm live here from my very own gymnasium. That's right. How you doing? That's right. He is live at his own gymnasium, and you know what? We're going to have him plug it one more time right now, so do it. Yeah, hard work, work, fitness, Shore Drive, 2953 Shore Drive in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, I, it's the new year. We're making resolutions. Let's flip that. Let's make some goals. Let me help you with that. I provide one-on-one personal training. I provide small group training. If you want to train with a friend or multiple friends, I can facilitate up to 10 people in this facility. We got dumbbells. We got benches. We got squat racks. We got a turf. We got a sled. I got everything, baby. If you want to be a power lifter, a bodybuilder, a figure competitor, maybe you just want to tone up, keep it tight. Maybe you want to gain a whole bunch of weight and just get super huge and swole. Any of those in between, if you're, oh, even if you're hurt, you're injured, I can help with all those things. So you give me a call, 757-339-2915, or look me up on hardworkworksfitness.com. Back to you, Zach. What's up, mother suckers? Hello, welcome to the show. This is kind of a big episode because last night was the 25th anniversary of Raw. It's had so many episodes and they were uh, pumping up this show like it was going to be bigger than the day after WrestleMania. It was going to be the biggest Raw that we've ever seen. And I'm not going to lie, I got into the hype. I was excited because we were getting Austin, Undertaker, DX, all former divas, all these former stars. And I was just like, cool. This show is going to be kind of goddamn epic, and I'm ready for a good time. So much so that I watched live. I haven't watched Raw live in ever. So I watched all three hours of it. You watched the Hulu version of it, correct? Yes, I watched just the 90-minute uh, Hulu version of this. And I just have to say, God bless your heart for watching three hours uh, I'm, I, of <sighs> I mean, I I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to feel like if there was something that's going to happen, I want to experience live and, you know, getting ready for this show. It was the only way I wanted to watch it. And, you know, I'll give my review by the end of this thing. But uh, we're going to treat this like a pay-per-view. We're going, except the way that I want to do this is since you watched the 90-minute version of the show, I'm going to just let you lead. Tell me what your first, uh, you know, through the segments that you saw. Uh, and then, uh, you know, if there's anything that I caught that was different, I'll bring that up. But so okay. yeah. I'm, I'm guessing we both started off the same way with Shane and Stephanie in the ring and they presented uh, Vince McMahon with the plaque, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I just want to do touch. I was hyped if you will say for 25 years of raw, because that's almost us from what I watched as a kid. Like that's my whole childhood. Right. So raw is a huge part of my life. So I was excited about this. Um, and then like you said, all these names announced, like I was, I was definitely into that. Um, yeah. And I was really cool. I thought it was really cool how they were doing the Manhattan center and the Barclays center. Um, that was a really cool idea. I I thought. So anyway, uh, yeah. First segment, Shane Steph with Vince. Um, and I got to tell you, the just when they were doing Thank You, Vince, you know, and Vince McMahon, some other, and you can see he's kind of getting a little teary-eyed. I got a little teary-eyed myself. I was like, this is my whole childhood. I, this, is, this, is, this is so cool that Raw's been on this long. Um, 
and then I, I really liked how he immediately flipped it and turned turned into Mr. McMahon, um, flipped it on the crowd. Um, and then we get good old Stone Cold Steve Austin. If you don't pop when that glass breaks, I don't know who the hell you are. Yeah, well, I was going to say that, you know, I think this was the perfect way to open the show. And to be honest, without even really, like, spoiling the rest of the show, I feel like this is the best part of the show, A, and I feel like after this, nothing else on the show feels any kind of epic besides this. Like, this brought back nostalgia for me. This brought back, like, all the memories of being a fan, being excited seeing Stone Cold again. Because, you know, McMahon's out there. He's all blabbing about God knows what and how he's the best. And no one helped him. Only one person. And he's going to say himself. But Austin comes out. And he doesn't even say anything. He does his entrance. Uh, Stephanie already got the hell out of the ring. Boom, stunner to Shane. Boom, stunner to Vinny. Clanging some beers together. Boom, another uh, stunner to Shane. Like, it was legitimately raw 1999 back in the middle of the ring. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I will, yeah, I'm going to say that that was the best thing that I saw. Because that's the, this is the only segment that I watched, like, well, obviously, I watched it on Hulu, but watched live. Everything else, uh, I fast forward through and like watch okay. two times speed. Okay, like, at two two times two times speed, like let it go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. I got you. So, like I said, this was a great segment to start off the show. I mean, to be honest, Raw at its height was McMahon Austin. So I thought this was kind of perfect to have these two go at it. Okay, from there, what's the next thing that you got? Uh, the next thing after that, did you was get the eight, another? Did you get what, the eight person tag match? The eight woman tag I match. Did, I, I, the only matches that I got were Roman Reigns versus Miz, okay. and then the main event was uh, the Club versus uh, Revival. That's what Damn, I got. Damn, those are the yeah. only two matches you got. That is it. I mean, like you said, there. I mean, it was a promo heavy Raw. Um, so, okay, let me just wipe these out of the way. So we got an eight women's tag match. The match went far too long. Um, there was really no connection from my eyes. Uh, then at the end of it, Asuka and all of them won. It was Bailey, Sasha and all of them. And then at the end of it, Asuka threw her team over the top ropes. Cool little setup for Royal Rumble, but that, and really that's, Besides the very end of the show, did you get Braun at the end of the show and Brock and all them? I, oh, right, right, yeah. I, okay. I did get Braun at the end of the show. Like, besides that woman, or that eight-woman stuff, and then um, and then Braun and them at the end, those are the only two setups for the Royal Rumble, the go-home show to the Royal Rumble. And I get that your, your anniversary show for Raw, but that was your go-home show, and there's only two segments that really, really – pop anyways you know what let's just let's just move on so the next segment i'm guessing is the undertaker at manhattan center yeah i got that i got that okay what were your feelings with his promo and everything i mean the the promo is is fine because you know it doesn't exactly say anything but essentially it says that he's coming back we don't know if that means royal rumble or he's having another wrestlemania match uh-huh. um but I'll tell you, and I get why they had him at the Manhattan Center because he was he was there since day one at the Manhattan Center. So right. I get that, but it just felt very low key to have the Undertaker without 
his entrance. You know what I'm saying? So to me, yeah, it's The Undertaker, but and also the fact that, you know, Taker's lost now twice at WrestleMania. So having him come out at the Manhattan Center, now to me he's just a regular guy. He's not the he's not the Undertaker. Well, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, no, I get where he's not special anymore. Um, but I yeah, I wonder if that's the goal of the entrance. It's either somebody messed up and didn't hit the lights for him because like I do find it weird that DX had lights go out in their entrance. Um, right. Early or later, but like Undertaker came out to basically a stripped entrance, and I yep. and personally I didn't like that they didn't turn off the lights and stuff like that because it really, it, it, if you are going to strip them, then why did he come out in like newish gear? I guess that's my yep. biggest problem is that like he, you're right, he didn't feel special, and then for me when he cut his promo. That's not at all what I needed, honestly, because, you know, they basically told him, hey, just go out there and say maybe. And that's basically what I got out of it is that I may be retired. I may not be retired. Who knows? And to me, that's a waste. Um, Later on in the evening, especially if we're going to set up Undertaker and Johnny, I think it would have been a little more. A little more interesting if Undertaker cut that promo at Manhattan Center, Johnny comes out later on uh, at the big arena and then just dong lights out Undertaker's in the middle of the ring. You know, that would have been so much better. Yeah. Like I just, and you know, I keep reading reports today that, oh, they're still setting up Johnny and him. They're still setting up Johnny and him. And I'm like, that's not, that's, to me, the moment should have been at, uh, 25 i think that would have been a little bit more i don't need john cena in the royal rumble i honestly don't and if undertaker shows up at the royal rumble to throw johnny out cool but at the same time there's just so much like don't put johnny in the ring with elias if it's really not going anywhere and you're just trying to get one pay-per-view match who gives a shit like i want to build undertaker versus johnny for months and the fact that you're not giving me that and you missed that opportune moment is another reason why when I review and finally give my rating at the end of the show of why this show is kind of crap. But continue. No, that's, you take the words right out of my mouth because I don't need, I, while, while I'm very high on Eli, I, I dig him a lot, but yeah. I don't need that one-off with John Cena, like just an in-between. Like you're just giving me the same thing that you've been giving me as just a, Oh well, we're just doing this to get to the next thing. Like I, I don't want that. No. Uh, if you're gonna do something with Johnny, I want him to have a long program with John Cena to elevate him to the next level that he needs. Right. Um. But yeah. If if you're if you are setting up Johnny and Taker, then like you put it, that would have been so much better to do that than have them cut these promos that didn't actually address either of them. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. Yeah, cool. Well, I think uh, that's... If he's, in, if he's in the Rumble, then I suppose that that'll work. But like you said, I don't I don't really need John Cena in the, in the Royal Rumble. No, and like I think that's what the biggest misfire of this show is, is that there are moments that should have happened in this show from my eyes. This is my point of view. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Um, if you enjoyed the show, awesome. If you didn't, awesome. Um, but in my eyes... 
what the show lacked of were moments. Like you advertise your whole show of moments. And then when you get to the show, there are no moments. Like you start the show with a cool moment, uh, Vince McMahon taking the stunner and Shane taking the stunner. But then from there on out, there really aren't any moments. Um, we'll, we'll move on really quick. Um, we go to the Miz taking on Roman Reigns for the IC title. I thought this was a solid match. I think the Miz, which is funny if you've seen um, him advertise, because they named Roman Reigns Wrestler of the Year. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, no. like that's what they keep saying on WWE TV. They keep going, he's Wrestler of the Year, blah, 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 blah. Rolling Stones named Miz Wrestler of the Year. And I got to be honest, I can't fight that. Other than AJ Styles, I think Miz is the only person that's really stepped up his game. And for a guy that's been there for 10 years, he has finally earned the main event role, which I feel like he has definitely earned. And in this match, it was solid. They had some good back and forth. The um, the Misfits were used at the uh, like appropriate times. You know, a Miz removed that turnbuckle, hit hit his uh, little finish gimmick, and one, two, three. I I was just like, yes, right call. And I get it. Roman's in the Rumble. Roman could win the Rumble. Roman could go to WrestleMania face Universal Champion. I don't give a shit. Miz beat Roman Reigns, and to me, that's a big enough win for me. Yeah, I was super, super excited that Miz uh, won because we've been saying for, for so long how he's ready for that main event slot. But it's okay going on right now as Intercontinental Champion because he really does elevate that championship when he has it because of all the things that he does. And like you said, uh, Rolling Soul named him Wrestler of the Year. I totally agree with that too because not only what he does – on WWE TV, but all the other things he does outside of the WWE as well. Yeah. He's got his own like radio show, XM radio show that he does like a couple times a week. Who he does the Miz movies. does? He does all this. All you said the Miz. What's that? You said the Miz has an XM show. Yeah, he does. No like, shit. Fantasy football or something. Oh, that's kind of rad. That's kind of rad. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I know he does like. Some but, kind of fantasy football. but you're right, though. He has that radio show. He has the movies that he's doing. He just got done uh, hosting the Challenge Champs vs. Stars on MTV for the past three months. So, like, I mean, and, and he's on Total Divas. So, like, and he's getting his own reality show with Maurice. So, like, he is quintessential. Like, he's finally out of that, like, fake a famous person celebrity and now he is actually that celebrity you know what i mean 100 percent, 100 percent. so as the match what did you think of the match itself um yeah i mean it was it was solid it was solid i mean nothing was uh off the wall nothing was uh like i didn't i didn't see any like holy s moments but i did like how they played uh the mistourage into the match Yes. Um, and then that distraction of when they were supposed to be getting kicked out is when uh, all the, the stuff happened. And I didn't even see him remove the turnbuckle, so that was a surprise to me. And I really liked how that how that finished with Roman going for the spear, hitting his head, um, and then Miz picking up the win. So yeah, that was a surprise to me. And I I tossed for it when Miz won. So. Yes, sir. Me too. Me too. So good on them. Good on them. Um, the only other match it was either before this or after this that I got, uh, apparently you didn't, was Woken Matt Hardy versus uh, Bray Wyatt. Did you get that? 
I, I didn't get that. Okay, no. so that was at the Manhattan Center, and you know what? What pisses me off about this is that they've been building these two to wrestle for what, like a month or something like that. Yeah. And I swear yeah. they wrestled for six minutes and Bray beat them clean. Wow. Like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> really? Like that? This blood feud, and it ends in six minutes clean. All right. And they did it at the Manhattan Center. Once again, we'll get to we'll we'll finish this whole show up later. But I, there's some things about that that really bother me. Uh, from there, what's the next thing you remember you saw? The next thing I remember, uh, oh boy, oh boy, um, yeah, it's all bleeding together now. It it really kind of is. Uh, it was a promo, some kind of promo. I I do remember a promo, Alexa Bliss promo with Charlotte and Ric Flair. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that. That happened backstage. I mean, they had a lot of backstage. If we want to get those out of the way right now, like they had a lot of backstage moments with like APA coach was there, all kinds of like MVP was in the house, but never said a word. Like there were some crazy things going down. Did you see these? No, I didn't see any of that. Uh, I so I saw, like I said, uh, the backstage interview. I know the with, promo. Uh, I know the promo you're talking about. By the way, it, yeah, it, with Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Um, I had Elias meeting up with Chris Jericho, making yeah. the list. Yeah. I had uh, John Cena and Elias, Elias, so getting him getting him with the guitar. Okay, really quick with that. Like we said before, like I'm I'm excited about Elias. I love that he gets to basically go out there and do what he wants. Um and Johnny coming out, I hey, you have Johnny on the show, I understand, but the fact that you know, Elias has to do a program when we're already planning a bigger program for John, this just seems null and void. I get it. You have a pay-per-view uh it's either going to be Roadblock or Fastlane or fucking all stops here. But, like, it just upsets me that we should be focusing on a WrestleMania match at the moment to get us hyped for that match, and you're not. So, and even if Elias hit him with the guitar and walked away, and then the light still came out and Undertaker was there, like, that still would be fucking cool. But they keep missing these moments. Yeah, and even, like, so at the end of that, Johnny was like, reaching for Elias, whatever, and then he hit him with his with his uh, drift away or whatever. Right. Like, those lights could have went out, you know, or, like, Johnny could have been grabbing for Eli, lights go out, all of a sudden, now that's Undertaker. Like, how right. cool would that have been? Oh, my God. So many good moments. Did you get the Peep Show? I did not get the Peep Show. Okay, the Peep Show was there. It was Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins as guest. This is my favorite crowd reaction of the night because they wouldn't let Jason Jordan talk. Every time he opened his mouth, hard boo. I mean, hard boo. Then the the bar comes out. The bar comes out just being like, we're going to beat you this Sunday. And they started brawling. Uh, Seth Rollins went for a knee and accidentally hit Jason Jordan. And that was the end of that. Nothing like that's your other Royal Rumble promotion for the evening, but nothing to really be like, oh, man, I need to see this match. Wow. Um, okay. So, <laughs> had, um, well, I guess this is this is before the uh, Miz and Roman match. But like they had, I guess past GMs come out to the stage and then yes. Daniel Bryan. Yes, those uh, came out and then Daniel Bryan faced off with the Miz. And I gotta say, I'm tired of these face-offs. If you're not gonna let them wrestle, 
you can't yeah, so you can't sit here and be like, oh, these guys don't like each other. Don't don't you just want him to fight? But hey, he got concussion. He can't no fight. Yeah, he, he can't. He can't fight. It's he just fight. annoying. It's annoying to me. Um, from there, I guess we should go on to DX making the return. And they come out and honestly just say the same shit they say every single time they come back. Yeah, well, you know, and honestly, I was, I'm upset that I missed the preview show because uh, that was going to be one of my predictions for Rod 25 was that they were going to too sweet with the other guys. Oh, I, man. I knew that, I that, knew would, that was going to happen. That would have been a great prediction. And to be honest, that's my only other moment I lo- really loved of this show. Like, I hated the DDX promo. I didn't give a shit. Like... But then once Balor Club came out and they all too sweeted, cool. But at the same token, you didn't even let Balor Club talk. Then you have the revival come out and basically just job the two minutes for like everybody in the ring. And then they too yeah. sweet again. Like uh, the moment itself, the actual that they're all doing it, cool. It, it, it symbolizes that next generation NWO DX feel. I get it. But like the in between those two, like in between them two, sweeting, fuck that shit. Well, yeah, and revival has been hurt for a year, so they're finally back. Yeah, and then they just get destroyed. Like bring Slater and Rhino out there or something. Seriously, seriously. Well, th- that being said, did you get the Slater Rhino match? I did not. No. Okay, so before this match. Slate, okay, during the backstage promo or, you know, all the interactions, the APA are playing poker with Slater Rhino, Titus O'Neil, Apollo Crews, and all the legends. Uh, He Slater gets accused of cheating. So APA is like, well, take it to the ring and go have a match. And they have their match. And in the middle of it, um, the Dudley boys come out and he Slater gets tossed back in 3D. That's the end of that segment. But like what you just said, I would much rather. Um, Rhino and Heath Slater to have a match that meant nothing to those two guys because they don't need a build. I don't want the revival to just get their ass handed to them because now you just made them null and void. And like they better just go off TV for the next month. Like don't bring them back and then have them attack somebody because right now they're worthless. Uh, I agree, yeah. And now that, now that I missed that whole thing with uh, the Dudley Boys and stuff, it would make more sense to have Rhino like be shoving Heath Slater back out there or something like, okay, we got to get this win back or something. And then you have the whole thing where everybody hits their finisher on Heath Slater and Rhino. Like, that right. makes more sense. Right, exactly. But anyway, it's I digress. A, it's whatever. So from there, uh, we go on to our... Oh, actually, I do have one more thing. Oh, what's up? I I despise that they call it the Balor Club. Yes. I don't understand why they just don't call it the club like they did before. Yeah, they were the club already. You didn't have to change it. Like, I get that. I get that. Okay. Here's the difference. Finn Balor has the, Fal- the Balor Club, which are the fans. There's no reason to call them Balor Club when, like, that's not Balor. That's not uh, Carl Anderson Balor, you know? Right. Right. So yep. I a hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. Anyway, uh, moving on. Because like let's just pretend let's just pretend AJ Styles joined it. Is it still called the Balor Club? That's what I'm saying. And Shinsuke. Yeah. Like that wouldn't that wouldn't make sense. So 
from there we go to our final segment. They invite all these legends ringside. They 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 have uh, Braun Strowman come out, then Kane come out, then Brock's coming out. Then they're just having the quickest brawl I've seen in my life, and that's the end of the show. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, the one good thing about that was Brock just totally leveled Braun. That was oh, pretty, yeah. That was, pretty, that was pretty awesome. That fucking clothesline was deep and nasty. Yeah, that was, that was a legit clothesline. Yeah, and, and it was like, it made me look forward to their interaction within the show, but it's a horrible way to end a show. Like it was so rushed feeling and like had no like stakes at hand. Like I get that Braun standing strong, but like to me, what they've done in previous weeks where like he's pulling down shit or tossing over the truck to me, those moments should have been on this show. 100%. And it's just like, like you said, it, it really did feel rushed. Like they were like, oh, we got two minutes to make this happen. We got two minutes to make a 12 minute segment work. Yes. So. Yes, exactly. Like they were like, let Paul Heyman speak, but don't, like, once they start touching, like, don't let Kane get any offense. Like, literally took an F5 and he was out. And then, like, yeah. like big clothesline by Brock, but then, like, let him go through a table. Braun stands strong. That's the end of the show. Like, it was just. Ugh, it just made me feel ugh. And it shouldn't end the show, honestly. That shouldn't have been the last segment. The last segment should have been DX too sweet. Sure. If you yeah, if I you're agree. going if you're going to end the show like your big show, that's what it should have done. Anyways. So that was that's raw. Not, when I was uh, when I was looking at the timestamp of that DX uh club promo, I was like, Okay, so this is the main event, that's cool. And then I realized there was still like three minutes left in the show. I was like What's and then uh, you know like Kane was up there and yada yada. I was like, okay, well that that's cool. This is the end of the show. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. So that was Raw twenty five, and since it is a special show, out of ten, what do you give it? I I give it a five. Okay. It and I say that because. I didn't like, and we said this, that I didn't like that this was the go home to, to Royal Rumble. Like, right. if you would have done this last week or two weeks ago, then I probably would have given it a nine because all this nostalgia and whatnot. Like, oh, I love, it was my childhood, seeing all these stars come back, right. you know. Um, right. and, and I would have expected, this is exactly what I would have expected from a, a, a celebration show. You know it's going to be promo heavy with all the people that are going to be there. Right. So I already knew that was going to happen. But you're supposed to be going home to six days away from the first biggest show of the year, and you're giving me all of this, which doesn't make me any more excited about the Royal Rumble. So I'm going to give it a five on that, uh, on that, just because I'm not any more excited about the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm going to piggyback on you about like if this was a show a couple of weeks before actually on the 25th anniversary or something like that. If it had nothing to do with this biggest show that was coming, which they've been advertising, like almost this is bigger than that show that is coming. Um, then it'd be a completely different story. I'm going to give this show a four. I think this is going to be my least like favorite wrestling anything this year. Um, it gave me one good solid match. It gave me one good solid segment. 
and everything else felt rushed or out of place. And on top of that, when there are rumors circulating that, like, when the rumors are literally better than what you are producing, I have a problem with that. And I don't know if it's you not wanting to you know, feed into the rumors like, and what I'm bringing up is the undertaker and John Cena leading up to this. They're like, Oh, they're going to set up Johnny and Taker. They're going to set up Johnny and Taker. And it almost feels like, no, we're not, we're not going to do that because you think that's what we're going to do. And sometimes what I think you're going to do is actually what I fucking want. And yeah. it would be nice to get that. Um, and also, yeah, and I'm, I'm okay with knowing that if I knew that ahead of yeah. time, I'm okay with that because that's what I want to see. I'm okay. You don't have to swerve fans all the time. And on top of that, when I'm also hearing rumors that we were going to get a legends battle Royal and I don't get that. That's another thing that's upsetting because you're telling me at WrestleMania 17, you had all them old fogies in a match and you couldn't give me a battle Royal at the Manhattan Center with MVP, with Chris Jericho, with like, and just hearing some of the musics when they're coming out, like you didn't expect Chris Jericho to be in a battle royal or something. You know what I mean? Like, right. and it would be neat. And I would even say, let Chris win the battle royal. Um, but like the fact that I feel gypped on a show that should have been the biggest TV moment ever sucks. And I'll lead on top of that. I don't think there were enough attitude error people used. I don't think like you got Godfather and Mark Henry. Where the fuck was D'Lo Brown? Really? We couldn't get D'Lo fucking Brown. Was it, was he like tied up doing something? Um, yeah, he was busy uh, being world champ. Um, I don't feel like I had any, other big names. I feel like Austin, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels were the big, big names. Like, you should have paid whoever you wanted to get The Rock there. And don't fucking lie to me because I saw him Instagramming that he was working out Monday. And that's all he did. So you're telling me we yeah, couldn't have paid was, for The I Rock? I was really surprised that The Rock wasn't there, like, honestly. Or Mankind. Man, like, and that's why I thought, too. Rock Mankind. Are you telling me I couldn't get a Rock Mankind promo that's all i needed yeah and you yeah. know what i don't care hogan could have been there i'm a little less sour that hogan wasn't there because of all the stuff and i never really considered him the raw guy but i just feel like name value wise nobody nobody was there so i was all surprised uh lita wasn't there either yeah lita wasn't there and then every big legend that you used only came out to the ring the wave or uh, to the ramp the wave fuck you i don't want that like what i wanted was the bellas to be like oh we're entering in the royal rumble oh we're you know what i mean like Set up for yeah. your fucking show that you got going on this Sunday. Because guess what? You got a Royal Rumble with 18 women in it and 12 not named. It would have been nice to know, oh, man, the Bellas are going to be in it. I should watch this show Sunday. Oh, man. Trish Stratus said she's going to be in the Royal Rumble. Right. Right. And you know yeah. what? They may, not have, they may not be the ones in the Rumble. I'm just using as a, like, you know, yeah, yeah. an idea. But the fact that, like, there is nothing that helped the show's case for this Sunday 
or got use out of these said legends really irks me. And actually, after talking about it, 3.5. I'm giving the fucking show a 3.5. Yeah, you know, actually, I was thinking about something else that I really, really, really disappointed at. Um, it's actually going to drop my score down. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go... I'm going to go to a three. Oh, uh, shit. Because, <laughs> By the end of this, we're going to be at one. They have budget cuts or whatever. Yeah. But the one time, the one fucking time that you need to invest in fucking pyro is the 25th anniversary of motherfucking Monday Night Raw. Yeah. How do you not have the show open with pyro? That's what you were known for for 23 years. Until you had the budget cut. I agree. Yeah, no, there's just, there's just too much. The show was poorly handled in my eyes. I just think there was too many golden opportunities missed. And like, it's like they concentrated on that first segment and then we're like, eh, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And again, like I said, watching it on Hulu, um, I'm jealous. I, the only segment that I really watched was that first one, and everything else was done at two times speed, so I could just get through it. Good for you. I'm jealous. I had stuff to do, and I was like, oh, it was going to be a 90 minute show, so I got stuff to do. Yes, so. sir. Um, before we go, uh, it is breaking news that Enzo Amore has been fired. Uh, oh, he, snap. Yes, he has been fired. The allegations of him being a rapist uh, yesterday got him suspended. And I'm hearing word on the street that uh, he never told the WWE and he knew about the allegations. So WWE was just like, you're out, kid. Holy crap. So it was like legit. Like yep. he's accused of being a raper. Yep, yep, yep. But I think WWE just let him go because he knew about the information and didn't tell them. So... Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, that's... I, you know, I hope the guy didn't do it. I'm not going to lie. He kind of looks like he did it, but um, <laughs> that's yeah, neither here nor there. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, I hope he's not. And, you know, maybe he can, we can see him down the line, but who knows? Uh, well, yeah, buddy. Whatever. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to the show. Go to podcastingcouch.podbean.com to listen to all previous episodes. You can also go to Twitter. You can tweet us and see if we are being harsh on this show or not. Of Raw 25, and we're at Take It Home Pod. We also have a Facebook, Take It Home. And, uh, you know, enjoy all that other stuff. You want to plug anything before we go, Ben? Just one more time, you know, hardworkworksfitness.com if you're in the 757 area. Let me help you help you help me. Also, if you're not in the 757 area, I also do online programs. I can make you workouts, all that good stuff, anything you need, hardworkworksfitness.com. And that's all I got, Jack. All right. Well, guys, we will catch you next week. And uh, Mr. J, he is going to give you a little iggy. You know, I just wish that Raw 25 would have given us something. Would have given us a good little squeeze for nostalgia, but they didn't. So get the fuck out of here, WWE. Give them the Iggy.